But then again, who asked me? And welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast. My name's Zell. Uh, <laughs> I almost said your host, but I just realized that I'm the only person that's ever been on this podcast. So <laughs> yes, I am Zell. You know that. Or maybe you don't. Maybe this is your first time listening. Welcome. Guys, what a week. What a week. I went out of town last weekend. And then when I came back, I just went straight back into work mode and I felt like I had no time to do anything, look up, not a damn thing. And then next I have watched my shows and next thing I know, we're at the end of the week. I am going to try and like figure out what day is going to be the day that I upload so we can get some consistency up in here. Um, And I think I'm going to go out on a limb and faithfully say it's going to be Mondays. Mondays are going to be our upload day unless something gets in the way of that. But that's what we're working with for now. There's so much to talk about. (laughs) I mean, I think I sat down to like record this a couple times already at this point. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, I have to talk about that. I have to talk about that. And I mean, of course, the summer house of it all, we had our first part of our in-person reunion in what the fuck, but you know, we'll get there. Okay. I'm just going to touch on a few things really quick. Um, Bravo started releasing these, what they said, I mean, they said they were sneak peeks um, of Vanderpump rules. Okay. So we're like, okay sneak peeks of Vanderpump it's uh Lauren from Utah Rand Katie and Schwartz talking and then the other one is Ariana Sheena and Tom Tom Sandoval talking and you know Rand asked Katie and Tom like when they're gonna start trying which I thought was inappropriate but hey maybe they're close like that now which I just find baffling because Lauren's story is just I can't because I saw a clip and I want to say it was it was from Bravo TV's Instagram. Um, uh, and I don't know, you know, like the context, how old it was or not, but it was LVP and it was Lala and then some other actress that I know I've seen in a few things before, but I can't remember her name or what exactly she was in. But they're sitting down like kind of like a little... Uh, brunch type situation and LVP asks Lala like oh how are the girls doing you know all the other pregnant ladies and she talks about them and then LVP says oh how's Sheena and she Lala's response is who and I'm just like dude give me a fucking break she's upset because she feels that Sheena made her pregnancy reveal or her gender reveal about her and content for her quote-unquote low-budget podcast and Maybe it's because I'm a low budget podcast myself, but I was like, bitch, fuck you. Okay. Sheena and Ariana held you down while those girls were so fucking mean to you for like three seasons. I mean, Katie Maloney called you a fucking slut all up and down those fucking table sections of Sir and up outside the fucking back alley, all of it. And it's not like, okay, she called you slut one time and said, oh, girl, sorry. No, she stood in her firm opinion of calling you a damn hoe. And then, yeah, you want to forgive him. That's one thing. But the fact that you're one thing that made you write off Sheena was, oh, she made my gender reveal about her. 
No, I mean, I think I would be a little upset too if one of my really close friends didn't invite me to her gender reveal after she's cool with all the girls that bullied her. But hey, you know what? That's how Lauren from Utah wants to handle things, whatever. I can honestly say after these teasers, I'm not really that excited to watch. But then I just saw Ariana on Instagram saying, I don't know who needs to hear this, but we haven't started filming season nine yet. Well, sweetie, Bravo. Bravo needs to hear that. Because, you know, they they marketed those as sneak peeks for season nine, so should maybe write a letter I don't know shed media I don't know but I'm just like god let's get this over with I don't know how they're gonna shake things up but if those sneak peeks were supposed to get us excited I know as far as I'm concerned I'm not but I'm just gonna jump right into it I was gonna talk about Atlanta first however just for some reference you guys are listening to this on Monday when I'm actually sitting down and recording it is Friday so I've already seen the first part of the Atlanta reunion. Um, But like I said, this week got away from me. And so we're coming up on part two on Sunday. And I'm just gonna combine part one and part two because I don't have that many notes on the first part. Not enough to make it worth your while. So hopefully these girls show me something in part two that I can talk about um, a little bit more depth. Um, And as far as Real Housewives of Dallas... I I don't have anything for them. I mean, obviously, we saw Brandy's husband cheating on her. That was a very clear video. I didn't need to zoom. I didn't need to anything. That we saw what we saw. Okay, and the way the producers edited it or editors, um, we can tell that obviously they're having issues just from the way they ended it and with the freeze frame and going gray and the dramatic dun dun. So we'll see what their reunion brings. I was so goddamn bored. And the only thing that I retained is that Brandy and Carrie need to be slapped for playing in people's beds and waking them up. I grew up with an older brother. So I am used to being woken up and inconvenienced and shit being put in my bed like as a joke and funny and I can tell you right now I don't play like that so at me at my big age if you woke me up and or I went and saw pasta sauce in my bed just fight me I would slap the fuck out of them I do not I do not think that's funny my brother used to snatch I'd be in a deep slumber so comfortable and he used to snatch the covers off of me and wake me up nothing gets me more triggered or ready to fight than being abruptly woken up I fucking hate that shit but yeah those girls play too much and hopefully they can bring some a little bit more interesting shit to the reunion however I'm not holding my breath over it um you know as far as New Jersey all I'm gonna say is two things first of all this week I fully realized that Michelle Teresa's realtor is absolutely using this season to audition to be a housewife on future seasons I can see it now at first when I first saw her at Jackie and Evan's uh party or whatever I was like wow she's got like full glam and I was like okay you know I I was obviously concerned about other things while watching that um but then I realized like between the party at her house this week and everything I was like oh she wants to be she's hosting she's hamming it up she got like a little mini storyline for an uh, like a half an episode I was like oh she really wants to be a housewife and Bravo might just give it to her you know I don't know what the fuck they're up to lately but whatever I don't want to see it but it's not like I'm not gonna watch if they do and I know these ladies better leave Dolores alone that's what else I know. 
I don't understand why it's so hard for them to wrap their head around. Yes, Dolores said last year she was feeling some type of way about not getting a ring. But where we're at now, she is telling you that she's fine and y'all are supposed to be her friend. Why don't you just take her for her word? And for the love of God, please stop letting Joey Gorga instigate that shit. I am so shocked Frank didn't crack him over his fucking head. And I'm honestly shocked Dolores didn't crack him over his fucking head because that's what he needed. I've never been able to really stand that man, but he needs to, whether this is fake or what, he needs to tone it down this season. It's too much. And you know what? I don't know (laughs) why, but I realized this season more than ever, when Teresa left to go get her little booty call, I'm like finally warming up to Teresa. I have never been able to stand that woman. Not gonna lie. I will not lie to y'all on this podcast right now. She's always annoyed me. For whatever reason, this season, I'm like, oh, look at Teresa going to get her booty call. And I, she looks amazing. I will say that. She looks absolutely amazing. But yeah, I didn't like that Dolores gang up whatsoever um, and then picking on her. They just need to let it be. Y'all, do y'all have Porsches? Okay, I just don't get it. And maybe it's because you know, I know people that have gone through that phase of life of, you know, she, her and Frank got married, they had their kids, they lived, you know, life to get that part of their lives together. And then they got divorced. It's not like her and David are going to have, you know, children and, you know, do all of that stuff. So if she's, it's a different type of relationship. And all relationships are different. Don't get me wrong. But she just, that's, she's realized that that's not she's what she's wanted. So let it go. For the love of God, just let it go. Because I don't think y'all are ready for Patterson Dolores. I would love to see it, especially with some of these ladies. But I don't think they're ready for it. And I really don't think Jennifer Aiden is ready for it. I am just... her With her and her parents in this storyline, one thing that I have retained, you know, being an adult and being an adult whose parents are divorced... My parents' business is my parents' business, okay? And when her mom is telling her, like, how her dad makes her feel, just listen. For the love of God, she, I don't think she realizes, or realize, I hope she is looking back on it, that she is just kind of not taking her mom's feelings into consideration. She's like, I never saw my my dad be mean to my mom. Okay, well, obviously, there are, like most of us, are we there are things in our parents marriages that we don't see and we don't need to see because we're their children okay and they they shield us from that for whether we're adults or kids but you just need to she needs to take a step back it's she's starting to piss me off with this whole thing but yeah I mean New Jersey never fails me even when it's kind of a slower season they always bring it Uh, I'm gonna take a break because we are going to talk summer house next and I have so much to say I don't even know I need to gather myself so I'll be right back all right guys okay I I think I'm officially ready and reeled in to talk about summer house um I'm not gonna lie I've tried to record this summer house segment like three times already this is my fourth and I keep going off on tangents and I just have to bring it back in but I think I got it now that I'm not going to stray and stay on topic I'm going to try and keep the Hannah burner of it all towards the end and my feelings on that um 
But first thing I want to start with regarding this reunion is (laughs) one thing that was obvious to me is that Luke wishes he could take a lot of shit back. I think it was like three times Andy asked that man a question. He is, his only answer was, if I could take it back, I would. Obviously, and as he should. You know what I mean? The, I'm honestly tired of the whole Luke of it all. Um, and people trying to use him as smoke and mirrors to negate others' terrible behavior. But again, we're going to get there. I don't care about Luke. If he doesn't come back next summer, I don't care. I can't stress that enough. I didn't care last season when he was whatever with Hannah and I don't care now. You cannot make me care about that man. He's not entertaining. His purpose value is nothing to me. That's why I'm not so wrapped up into the whole like, he's a jerk off. Yeah, he is. But we'll get there. I mean, he, he wore a fucking beanie and a ponytail throughout the summer. Who does that? It's summer. It's time for baseball caps. Like, is your head not hot? Whatever. Okay. One of the first things that annoyed me was, and I always feel this way. I've said it before. I've never been necessarily a giggly squad like Stan. Um, I, and I especially haven't been, you know, a Hannah fan since the beginning, but when we when the reunion first starts and we're watching everyone come in and stuff I just felt like right away Hannah and Paige like their MO was like we're gonna try and get as many memes and gifts of ourselves for content as possible and I get it they have a brand to protect and promote I totally trust me they will not let you forget that however we are here for a fucking reunion and maybe it's old school bravo uh, girl and me that I just I like when that stuff seems to come a little bit more naturally don't get me start like do not get me wrong I'm sure somewhere other cast members have you know overly done something to where they're like oh this is gonna get this is gonna make a great meme blah blah I mean I kind of feel that way about Lindsay and the Saint whole sandwich gate thing but I have to say that because one thing that I've seen and gathered from looking at like comments and whatnot with people, when it comes to Hannah and Paige, you cannot say one thing like, oh, I kind of feel like they did this without their stands being like, oh, like Lindsay and Kyle and Toons who haven't done that. That's not what I said, but I'm talking about this right here. I'm just talking about this instance right here. It was just like all memes and GIF worthy content, even from uh Hannah standing at uh the mirror and saying you're crazy like Hannah girl really we we know that do you know that I just feel like it was obvious like oh this will this will make a good gift this will make a good internet content and then the whole page being like I'm feeling I stink Paige, you are literally Miss Polly Princess. I know you fucking took a shower and probably put on three layers of deodorant. And Hannah sticking her whole head into her armpit. Yeah, we know you guys have seen the internet buzzing about whether or not you're friends anymore. You're obviously hamming it up. But sticking my head in my best friend's armpit. (sighs) Okay. I'm just, I'm so, I'm sorry. I tire of those girls really easily because there's a lack of genuineness for me in them. So I want to talk about something that I have honestly been thinking about since the reunion started. And I feel like I'm on my own with this. 
Um, and it's Sierra. I, I liked Sierra. Don't get me wrong. Um, now I have some questions I need answers. I'm not saying I don't like her, but I'm just kind of like, mm, what's, what's going on here, sis? At one point, Andy asked Sierra, hey, so you told one of the girls, um, that Luke was very imaginative in bed. What did you mean by that? And she completely does not answer the question. And she just goes, well, I was celibate because he I, he ghosted me for eight months and took that opportunity just to completely dive into he ghosted me for eight months. And again, I have seen people be like, she doesn't need to answer that question about her sex life. She doesn't ha- want to. Uh, Well, she said it on national TV. Okay. Like, and that's kind of something that you say that people are going to be like, what do you mean by that? But regardless, no, I guess she doesn't have to, but a simple like, yeah, it was fun, but however, it doesn't matter because he ghosted me eight months after that. I just love sticking to the topic at hand and still answering the question and then rolling into, you know, what you're trying to push across and which is the narrative that Luke is the worst person on the face of the earth. (laughs) Um, And which leads me to, okay, so he ghosted you and blocked you on all social medias after taking you to Minnesota for eight months. And then how did you end up in the house with him then perpetuating this fucking love triangle shit? I, guys, I was like, a lot of people I saw being like only focusing on like Luke blocked her for eight months. That's, I'm not shocked that he did that. That man's a fucking asshole. Okay. And I have, that's but that's happened to me back in the day it's happened to my friends of mine I will never understand why people are st- who are still emotionally involved with somebody else bring another person into that emotional warfare okay it's not fair I don't think it's right I'm just also not shocked that Luke did that the man is a dick okay and I don't need to keep being like wow an asshole a lot of people are assholes including a lot of people on this cast just because one person's an asshole doesn't take away from somebody else being able to be an asshole. Okay? I'm confused. I get that we've all been in the situation with fuck boys and fuck girls and just fuck ass people in general. However, I feel strongly about this and it, this is where some I have to use a Hannah example even though I said I'm going to try and keep a lot of that stuff towards the end. Even when it came to Hannah and Luke, I, I'm still not understanding because hindsight is twenty twenty. I understand that. And through therapy in a mother wise beyond her years, I learned the lesson, you know, like from being ghosted. My mom was like, listen, Giselle, that's on them. They're a shitty ass person. But what you can control moving forward is that person is no longer has access to you. So Sierra, he ghosted you and then you went into the house with him. I'm just not understanding. And I'm so happy that Lindsay said it early on in the show because I do feel this way. And I think that the ladies of the Reality Is podcast, which they are so hilarious, you need to listen to them, said this on one of their episodes. The thing about Summer House is there is a another housemate that no one talks about. And it is the Summer House, the show Summer House we're not we miss a lot of 
things under context with these people because of the fourth wall. And I'm so happy when Lindsay said, I have to burn the fourth wall, or she didn't say burn the fourth, fourth wall down. I'm saying burn the fucking fourth wall of Summer House down so we can rebuild and get back to it. But she says, I have to break the fourth wall and say X, Y, and Z. I was like, yes, we, I think for the sake of this reunion and getting Summer House back to away from the whole Hannah X, Y, Z drama, we need to burn the fucking Summer House fourth wall down and talk about what needs to be talked about, you know, things regarding podcast. Well, I mean, they said podcasts a lot, but you know, interviews, things of that nature regarding that. So we can just get back to summer being fucking fun. All right. I'm so sick of this shit. And I think that's where the other cast members are coming from too, because all of their facial expressions, including pages, were just the side eyes, hilarious, especially when it came to the Hannah of it all. Um, I just, I want them to break it down, start, get it all out, air the grievances and get back to it next year. I'm not going to say that I don't think that Hannah should come back. I'm not signing a petition, um, to get her removed. I think that other people, yes, I do think that other people on Bravo, um, Shmelly Schmod have done worse things <laughs> and need to be dealt with beforehand. But however, just because other people, have done worse things doesn't mean Hannah is exempt from the things that she said and the things that she's done. And I'm just going to dive right into this Hannah burner of it all because those are the only other things that I had to retain from that that I wanted to say. Um, Hannah, I want to say that 70%, it's a 70-30 scale for me. 30% of this is stuff that actually happened inside the house while the show was filming. And the other 70% is things that went on behind the scenes and after and stuff that they may not be able to talk about because of the show fourth wall show purposes listen it's no secret that hannah went on every fucking podcast any magazine article anything that would talk listen to her and just flapped her goddamn gums and as a person who fucking talks a lot I mean I have a whole podcast of me just talking to my goddamn self as a person who talks a lot I had to learn that lesson early on okay that oh I said something for that maybe to me was for jokes and for a laugh and for the comedy aspect of it but it wasn't funny to somebody else and at that point, all you can do is say, I'm sorry, whether that person has done something to you or not. And all, everybody, she has that Kenya Moore thing about her when she says, I'm sorry, but no, I'm sorry, but and I'm sorry are two completely different things. When I say I'm sorry, but I'm really not sorry. Okay, sorry, not sorry is a slang for a, re a term for a reason. And it originated from I'm sorry, but all right. So for when Kyle's and her getting into it and he says, you're not apologizing. She's like, I am apologizing. And Sierra and Paige are like, she is apologizing. No, she's saying, I'm sorry, but, which is not a fucking apology. I don't know where you guys, you know, learned manners. I'm not going to lie to you. When I first saw slash read 
that um, interview she gave where she said, you know, Kyle says that he's responsible for my career. I was like, all right, dude, fuck that. You, you got some balls on you saying that. What she didn't tell was the other half of it. Context is important here, no matter whether her and her fucking fans try and say that they're not, how, that it's not. The other part of that is she said she's paid to be friends with him, okay? They were having a dick whipping contest, her and Kyle, which they've been doing all fucking summer. And the only difference is Kyle can say, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I was reacting to something else. She's reacting. Kyle's reacting. Like everyone is reacting. However, the only person that doesn't seem to be need to be held accountable for their reactions is Hannah because she's a woman. I'm not understanding and I'm so glad that it was finally said she does use buzzwords and you know toxic masculinity and things like that to help her argument because there is a whole fan base of women out there that are like just are like yeah you know toxic masculinity bam blah blah blah. that's not necessarily true Hannah yells at people just as well. And that's why I was happy when Lindsay and Danielle, as two women who have known those men for a long time, even before this show, said like, hey, you do this, okay? And it's not, it's not okay. Hannah does weaponize feminism. I'm just gonna say it. She it's and it's baffling to me and that's part of why part of that's partially why a little part of me I hate that like girl gang culture and I say that with air quotes because being part of a girl gang and stuff it's not always having necessarily your friends back the way they deem having your friends back holding your friends accountable is a way of having their back Telling them when they're fucking up and doing something that's not really necessarily the best is a way of having their back. Because I'm telling you before somebody else does, hey, this this isn't cool. Because I want everybody around me to learn and grow. So for Paige to sit there and say, I'm not Hannah's mom, which by the way, I'm not going to talk about anybody's mama on here, but she needs to say, Hannah's mom needs to stay up out of them comments. Okay, it's it's gone too far. Too, too far. But for Paige to say, I'm not Hannah's mom. It's not on me to tell her when she's wrong. And then she said the key term right here. I did that last summer and it didn't end well. So let's dissect that a little bit, Paigey. The amount of times I've told my friends that they're wrong, I feel like they're in the wrong and it didn't go over well, yeah, and vice versa, same for me. I've been like, oh, fuck that, I'm I'm fine, I'm right. Last summer, she tried to say, that fight lasted all of two seconds. Okay, so what was it? Is it, was it so bad that you can't, you feel like you can't tell her how you feel? Um, or was it lasted two seconds and it wasn't a big deal? Me thinks that whoever is their managers, marketer, whatever, was like, yeah, it's not good for you two to fight, okay? Again, I do think that a lot of their friendship comes from them being marketable. They've built an entire brand around each other and good for them. Get Again, get your fucking bag. I do not care. Same with Sierra. If you just came into the house because you wanted to be on the show, sister, get your fucking bag. However, 
I don't, don't perpetuate it as something else. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to be on the show. I love that for you, but just don't, let's stop using the whole Luke of it all and perpetuating that he's like the, the fucking devil. Again, I don't like him, but it's just baffling to me. And I really do feel like Paige and Hannah kind of look at Danielle as if like, why are you speaking? You're like not the most marketable person here. You don't have a brand around this. And I want to dive into that a little bit. Just from, again, how their body language is towards her and how they talk to her. And of course, I've seen the, um, you know, sneak peek from next week where Paige's all, fuck you, Danielle. No, bitch, fuck you, okay? See, this is what I mean. I'm going off on tangents. Danielle is a necessity for this show, especially at the the um, rate that it's going right now, because they need somebody who is kind of removed yet involved like Danielle is. Let's remember, Danielle has a successful budding career in IT. That girl is gorgeous and smart and just so much sense on her. I love it. I love my reality TV stars that are out there like the Ninis, Teresas and things like that. Don't get me wrong. But I, a Danielle is a fucking necessity. Again, for instances like this, when everybody needs to be pulled back in and back to reality. These are Danielle's friends before the show Summer House started and they will be her friends after. And for her, while well, I saw a lot of people saying, why is Danielle speaking up? What's her problem? Her problem is she's seeing her friends that she started this show with and has kind of been a part of, um, you know, take heat and get attacked online and things like that. And yeah, I know a lot of people are coming for Hannah right now. Okay. I totally understand that. However, Hannah sent for a lot of people as well. Let's just be really fucking clear on that. She was writing checks with her mouth that for lack of a better term, her ass necessarily couldn't cash. And it's her mouth as well. Like she was just flapping her gums all over. Danielle is saying, hey, Hannah, just so we're clear, X, Y, Z, this is how this looks. This is why people are upset as an outside voice. But Hannah and Paige and them can only see so far, like you are not the most popular person on this show. They're mean girl like deep rootedness is so obvious to me and like I, and mainly Hannah but like I said it I think I said this last episode it goes back to Hannah's treatment of Jules last season for me personally you are not a girl's girl you sat there and let that girl feel alone in that house she tried to explain multiple times that and she felt like she wasn't getting along. And she Hannah brought her into the fucking house. And yes, I'm taking it all the way back there because that is really, I'm not going to lie to y'all. That's really, really, really when my attitude started to sour towards Hannah. But she let Carl take the fall because Carl was the one that was like, yeah, get out of the house. And everyone uh, looked at that while she was over here making googly eyes at fucking Austin and Luke and everybody else that would fucking look at her. And then had the audacity to say, she's not meshing well with us. Well, she brought, you brought her into the house and you just brought her and left her to flay along. It's just, she's, the girl's a bully. And what do we know? Bullies don't like being bullied. 
okay? I could honestly peel this back for for a while, but I have to rein it in. I want to be very clear. The Danielle disrespect has no place for me. No place for me. So if we get to this next part of the reunion and we're talking down in our throats, as my mother likes to say to Danielle, everybody's getting unfollowed. All right? Now, I have just a few more talking points that I might just dwindle down to one. And another, one thing that I've been seeing is, again, Hannah fans, people who are like, oh, blah, blah, saying, oh, you guys are so hard on her. Jax Taylor did this. So another Bravo celebrity did this. Hey, 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 hey. Just the same that I feel about Luke. Just because Luke was an asshole doesn't mean that Hannah can't be an asshole as well. Jax Taylor, I tore apart for eight fucking seasons, all right? And as well did a lot of other people. Just because someone else was shitty doesn't mean another person can't be equally as shitty. All in life, we all do shitty things, okay? And what happens, we have to be held accountable for them. Again, I'm I'm not going to say that I don't want to see Hannah back next season. I'm not going to say that um she I'm not signing a petition to get her removed off Bravo. I'm not doing any of that. But what I am saying is the accountability needs to fucking be there. Regardless of who you are. She's not exempt. I'm tired of people throwing other people's bad behavior in in the line of fire to take away from hers stick to the subject at hand when you're arguing about these things and for the love of god everyone pick up some self-awareness i don't know what's going to be revealed next week um i've tried to look it up on the internet and i can't find it but i hope whatever it is it blows up the fucking spot and then we can you know get back to rebuilding all right there we said it it's out in the open let's figure out how to move forward from here I would like to see these people back next season okay every and everyone's saying like Hannah made this season I have full faith that like something else would have happened if she wouldn't have just been unhinged as fuck the entire time running around like a little goddamn rug rat but that is my summer house recap I am going to you know chill a little bit and then we will come back and talk about parts one and two of the uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Alrighty, Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion one and two time. You know, I was watching the uh, part two of the reunion and I was making notes and I was like, you know what, I'm this is probably the best idea that I've had um, combining these two because I had like two things that I retained from part one of the reunion um and most of it was about Drew so we'll just start there when it comes to Drew I don't think she should be a one and done housewife I really don't but I I hope she studied during her time off did a refresher so she can retake this test and understand the assignment a little bit more because I feel like she saw everything and like got on the internet and saw the comments and everything and then was like I'm gonna go on this reunion and be like everything's fine everything's so fine but that's not what we do here Miss Drew okay I get that apparently you and Ralph have been to therapy about Tampa 
I'm happy for you um, because I know if that were me personally and my fiance went to Tampa or anywhere, anywhere, and I didn't know and I didn't hear from him for an extended amount of time, um, he wouldn't have anywhere to come back to. I'm so petty that I would probably call somebody and inquire about if I could physically move our residence, but I knew I, I know I wouldn't be able to. So um, I would definitely pack up and fucking leave. And not only that, the damn locks would be changed so he couldn't even get back into the house that he fucking left. But that's just me. I'm she's her nor Ralph are going to tell us anything about Tampa and whether they've resolved that on their side or not. I don't know. However, I want us to stop talking about it and bravo because if you're not going to tell me, fuck you. I know that sounds harsh, but you can't give me a half-assed storyline like that. Like, what type of fucking shit is that? But all along the Drew train, like, on part one of the reunion, I was, like, big eye roll about her. And then part two, when we bring in Toya, I'm like, okay, now, now I am on Team Drew not still not when it comes to the boombox and the wig of it all but it's just her and Toya I think Toya understood the assignment a little too well and went a little rogue okay that's what I'm getting from Toya because I have been in that situation where you know you're around somebody and it seems and you don't know them that well and it seems like they're continuously like trying you and it's like what the fuck is up those two, their energy does not, like, their energy is off. And I just, when it comes to Toya, I don't want a friend like her, okay? Because when Kenya's like, oh, she's never even seen me naked, so I haven't seen you naked. Like, she is just gonna tell all of your damn business from the alimony to the naked to the whether her and Drew kissed or not, which I must say, I, I think they did. I think they did. <laughs> and again, that just goes to, uh, it's telling for both of them and how they took their first seasons. Drew is like, I'm not, I'm not revealing any of that. And Latoya is like, mention it all. Okay. Plus five. It's just like, alrighty. And obviously we're never going to know the truth. Also, what type of I want to know what type of adhesive Toya has on that dress because I was like oh any moment now I'm gonna see her fucking areola but I never did and I'm impressed by that because if that were me I would have been sitting on that fucking chair just like nip slip nip slip they would have had to blur me all the way out um and speaking of bodies we finally got to see Marlo and Shamia come in this episode. And I know everyone's been talking about Marlo and her outfit. And don't get me wrong, I think Marlo's a gorgeous woman and I think she looks amazing pre and post lipo. But I think Shamia is so, so, so gorgeous. I've always thought she was a gorgeous woman. But I feel like, her, and I really liked her look too. Like, I feel like she kind of got lost in the sauce, obviously, because um, Candy and Marlo and whatnot. But I love her and I, I love seeing her on my TV. Now, this is the sticky, kind of sticky part for me. Because I'm like have an unpopular opinion when it comes to housewives and reality TV in general. When we start talking about children, I don't, first and foremost, I don't have kids. So I don't like to say too much because I 
I just that's not a foot I have in that race. When it comes to the housewives in talking about others' kids, I do feel like they all need to, you know, kind of have a similar ground and say like, okay, I'm not going to even mention your child. Like, you know, and that's just not the, not only the Atlanta ladies, like even, you know, this whole thing with like Jackie and Teresa at the beginning of this season of New Jersey. It's just like, oh my God, it's such a fucking like cheap shot. So when it comes to Drew and her oldest son and his father, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yes, that was fucking cringy. However, where I'm at with it is it's like at the end of the day, that's his mama. And she thought for whatever reason, that's what was best. So that's where I'm going to leave it at, to be honest. Whatever. Now, Kenya. Kenya projects her like issues so so much in general like regardless of if it's about um Brooklyn and the kids um other housewives kids or not she just she is a projector but especially when it comes to since she's become a mom she just sat up there and mom shamed all of those fucking women and I am so happy that Candy was giving her the look that she gave because let me tell you something about a Candy eye roll it is so genuinely like it embodies perfectly being fed the fuck up when Kenya was going on her whole like I'm just gonna say if you wanted your kids there they would be there in that look Candy shot her it was like, bitch, do not play because I agree with that. We are going on a bachelorette party. We're not going to brunch. Now, the brunches I go to, I don't want to see kids either. However, especially on a bachelorette party, the type I want to have, if I get there and I see somebody's child, which I do have friends with children, I'm likely to leave because how I want to act out on a bachelorette party is not conducive with children being around. And I'm very happy that Portia broke the fourth wall and said, again, sometimes we need to burn the fucking fourth wall down so we can gain some clarity because Kenya tries to play into that shit, which makes her an A student. But uh, when it comes to kids, I just don't agree with. Portia said, I was under the understanding that when Kenya has brought her child in the past, it's thrown some things off and caused some issues from production. That's where I was understood. And then Candy piggybacked off of it to say, like, yeah, I was always told that our kids were not supposed to come. And to be honest, Candy's been doing this longer than Portia. So Kenya thinks that somebody's going to give her a reward and be like, you are an amazing mother because you didn't leave Brooklyn any, like, without you and for a weekend. No, Kenya, it's fine. I understand that her mom left her and that I feel, I really feel terrible for that woman because you can see that it stayed with her her entire life but you're not a bad mom for going on a girls weekend okay that it's fine I it just really pisses me off like I start to feel for her in that sense but then it pisses me off when she starts shaming other women and other mothers and then being like oh you could you could get a babysitter you could have done this and this and that don't don't do that There was a fucking stripper in the house and y'all knew what you were going to do. 
as well. I just have no reason why she brought that baby there. And then also, I feel like I don't want my child in the same... I don't know. You know, I can't even go on the tangent about it because it makes no fucking sense to me. And it was all of it. All it was was Kenya trying to work out her grievances, okay, on TV once again. So moving right along, I want to say I only have a few little tidbits left on um, Atlanta. I have to bring this up because when Step Up came out, I was such a fan. Listen, I wouldn't want to be called broke either. Like when um, Drew was like, I live in a million dollar house. I wouldn't want to be called broke either if I wasn't broke. But there are a couple other projects of hers that she could have brought up before she mentioned Step Up. That movie came out 15 years ago. Doesn't it come on like E or Bravo now? Like, sweetie, you could have said the game. Like, what? (sighs) But besides that, I really hope in part three that somebody breaks the fourth wall again when it comes and Marlo kind of hinted at it. Like, oh, I'm going to air it all out because I'm confused. I'm confused, but I'm not. And uh, but I do know that there's something that we're missing between Portia and Marlo. And I just want them to get to it. I get if I'm taking this for face value and what Portia and Marlo are telling us, I do understand if Portia took a step back from Marlo after she made up with Kenya because yeah, I feel like we've all been there. Like your friend makes up with somebody that they have not been able to stand for fucking ever. And then it's somebody that maybe you're not necessarily a fan of. Yeah. You take a step back. Marlo, I may be the only person that's not a hundred percent team Marlo. I'm not a hundred percent team Portia either. I want them to say what they have to say and get it over with. But I don't, I see where Portia may be coming from if I'm taking this at face value. But I really hope Marlo brings the receipts. She never fails. So we will see next week. I'm ready to kind of wrap up this era of, um, or this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta because I don't, they need, they were a little sloppy. And I, when I mean they, I mean production and editing. All right. I'm going to be right back with the wine of the week. And yeah. Alrighty guys, to wrap up this episode, um, I have your wine of the week. I don't have a bamboozle and bewildered this week just because I was keeping a little tight budget. I haven't bought anything that I haven't ever tried before, you know. So first of the month, rent is due. If you don't understand that reference, then you should educate yourself. But our wine of the week is going to be a Charles Shaw Rosé. And it is $3.99 at Trader Joe's. Let me tell you, this is one of my favorite bottles of Rosé in general, just because it is so good. Um, But also, it's a good like gifting wine if you have like a basket of like um, something for a bridal shower, or even a birthday, whatever. It's just a good add-on to throw in there because, you know, sometimes cheaper wine isn't the best, but this one is top-notch. And I will say this, the whole Charles Shaw 
line like the cab sauve and um my mom likes pinot grigio i'm not a pinot grigio person but yeah that whole line of wine is so good and it like i said just so affordable so if you're near trader joe's pick you some up that's gonna wrap up this week's episode um i'm so excited to talk to y'all next week because we have a lot of exciting things coming up on bravo so until the next episode bye